And in my mind, I literally said to Liz's dad, I was like, okay. I was like, if you were really there last night, I'll, I'll send a picture to Liz of this. I was like, but make sure to have her text me. I was like, I'm only going to send it to her if you text me. And then if, I, if she texts me while I'm in the store. So I was like, she has to text me while I'm in here and then I'll send a picture. No joke. Five minutes later, I get a text from Liz. I was like, <gasps> my boyfriend's like, what? What happened? I was like, you don't even understand. And I like ran across the, the, the store. You ever wonder what mediums do with their free time? How about a 30-something-year-old gay medium living in New York City? Well, in this podcast, you're about to find out. Welcome to Ghost Daddy, a place where LGBTQ plus spiritual people and our cis-hetero allies, of course, have a place to just be themselves and spread their wisdom. This is the new face of spirituality. None of that love and light, toxic positivity crap. So pour yourself a vodka soda, (laughs) open up your mind, and start listening. You can listen to the Ghost Daddy podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts. happened. I'm your host, Liz Enton. If you listen to the intro, you know my story. If not, here's a brief summary. I'm a sciencey skeptic, and when my dad died, I took a shot in the dark and decided to investigate if there was any possible evidence of an afterlife. I assumed that was as realistic as Santa Claus, but I was desperate. However, I was so blown away by what I discovered that I wrote a book and launched this podcast. In this podcast, I will be talking to some fairly normal people about some really weird shit. I speak with everyone from psychic mediums and afterlife researchers to ordinary people who've had some inexplicable experiences. So come, listen, there's no need to draw any final conclusions. Keep an open mind and wonder, what the fuck just happened? In today's episode, I continue my conversation with psychic medium Joe Peretta. If you want to hear the first part, go listen to episode one, where we talk about how he had a dream that predicted 9-11, how he questions his abilities, how he became a medium in the first place, and how he gave some really impressive evidence where he knew things he could not have known while giving a woman a reading. Joe has tested his abilities under some strict science-based controls, which you can hear more about in the intro for episode one. Today, we talk about a time Joe gave me a reading in a group, why psychics and mediums don't win the lottery, and an absolutely crazy experience we had where he gave me really strong evidence that he actually was communicating with my dad. Overall, Joe is not only a friend, he's a shockingly normal guy, considering he defies the laws of the universe daily. Heads up, this episode picks up right in the middle of a conversation 
we left off of last episode. And for context, this episode is recorded in the spring of 2020, so we talk about COVID. And with that, here's Joe Peretta. We were already friends at this point, but we were in a very small group reading at an event with Forever Family. And he starts saying the name of my grandmother. Okay, Joe knows me. He could Google me. But this was her nickname, and it wouldn't, this part would not have been Googleable. So he gets her name, and he's like, why do I have this name here? Who is this? And I say, you know, this is for me. Not thinking at all Joe would ever end up calling in someone for me at this. You know, we know each other. Like, and, by now, and like, you're a volunteer. You're not, like, really attending. <laughs> like, well, that's the forever family thing. Yeah, and they're, like, working, helping, volunteering. Volunteering, so it's all volunteers, yeah. not people working. And then he mentions... The, this name that was my uncle, my grandmother's son's boat. And I guarantee you that's not Googleable. It was amazing. I mean, I'm not going to say either because I still do get some medium readings and I don't want information out there. Whenever Liz gets a reading, like she doesn't react at all. <laughs> like at all. Yeah. I make my face poker face numb yeah. and I just say yes, no, please tell me more right. or I'm not sure bring no emotion to my face. And one thing that's important too, to be careful of, because I have had some mediums do this, is they'll say, oh, your mother's not on the other side, or your mother hasn't passed away. Is she, has she? And you're supposed to, whichever one you say, like, if you're like, oh, no, she hasn't. They're like, oh, I thought so. And if you say, oh, she has, then they will say, oh, I thought so. So that's one, for example, I'll be like, I don't understand what you're asking me. Are you asking me if she is dead or if she is alive? And I've never seen Joe do this. Whatever. Well, you do that sometimes, but usually after it, I'll say like, I'm feeling she's alive. Like, like if I don't think mom's alive, like I'll be like, is your mother here in the physical world? Okay, I've seen you trying to figure it out, but yeah. you've never been, your mother hasn't passed away, has she? Because that isn't, and then left it, because that is a question. Right open-ended i have seen you be like wait your mother hasn't passed away give me a second yeah like if i find because i'm not like paying attention to how i'm saying it so sometimes it's open-ended but i'll usually be like i'm saying this because this is how i'm getting it i'm gonna tell one story about me and joe at this point i've been researching this about i guess two and a half three years now and mm -hmm. joe and i'd begun doing these experiments together which is a whole other podcast episode which i'm gonna make joe come back and talk about so my father who's passed and he had a very specific hobby that was really important to him. I'm not going to say actually what it was because, again, I still get readings. I'll call it just, let's say, I don't know, tennis. Although it was a little more obscure than tennis, this thing. So one thing that really bothered me was mediums had gotten very accurate things related to him. Name, other interests, work. But no one had ever brought up tennis. And that really bothered me. And so one night in my head, I, or one day in my head, the morning, and I was actually going to be meeting Joe to do our experiments that evening, I said in my head to my dad, you know, dad, I still really don't believe this that much. It does not make sense that consciousness can survive outside of bodily death. And I'm really bothered why you have never brought up tennis. And I was really just, given this is true, annoyed like come on you can say it by this at this point to joe so joe and i meet that night this exercise we do a meditation try to relax our minds for me i was just seeing if i could have any weird feelings get any information or messages i'm not a medium i don't have psychic abilities but one thing i will say and i think 
seems to happen to everyone, however logical and left brain they are. When they start studying this, a few weird things happen. And those are whole other stories. In fact, maybe we'll talk about one of them now, which is also in my book, but just Joe was part of it. It was kind of funny. So while we were doing these deep meditations, I felt the energy of my father there. The best way I can describe that is in the sense when you're, the feelings and the emotions that you feel when you're with a specific person and really engaged with them. I felt that, like I felt kind of, the warmth and the way we would laugh together. And I mean, anyone can feel that when you have a memory. So I'm not going to pretend that maybe I wasn't in a meditative state really feeling my emotions about my father, but it felt strong and I can't rule out maybe his consciousness was there. And I said to him in my mind, this is it. Go tell Joe right now that it's tennis. This thing I've wanted you to say to a medium for two years, and Joe knows that. So now, Joe, you take over what happened. So I'm, like, meditating, and no joke, I'm getting, like, just, like, nothing. And before it, I think you even said, like, Joe, I'm going to ask you that to send you this thing. Now I'm, like, feeling the pressure. And, like, whenever I feel pressure, I'm, like, useless. Because <laughs> I'm just, like, oh, my God, I hope I get it right. And then I'm, like, oh, my God, whatever. Like, I can't. Like, I just get in my own head. So I'm sitting there, and I see nothing but this one thing. We'll, we'll call it a tennis court or a tennis ball, whatever I saw, something tennis related. I was like, okay, and ignored it. And then when I came out of it, I was like, Liz, I didn't get anything. I was like, the only thing I saw was this tennis, blah, 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 blah. So what Joe said is he felt his mind just go black and just almost like this black thing. And he felt like something pressing into his brain and he almost blacked out and he felt this, he felt like a tennis racket or ball, whatever the thing that he saw related to it, pressed into the top of his brain and was shown, like he just saw it, it dropped in. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember, yeah, but I remember seeing it and being like, what the hell? And then I remember I told you and you almost fell off the chair. You're like, oh my God, you're like, that's it. And I was like, really? <laughs> Joe woke up, he's like, hey, you're, I felt your dad, he gave me something. It felt like this, the way I just described. And he's like, I know it's not it, but is it tennis? And the reason he said he knew it wasn't it is because when I talked about it, I'd kind of given little hints what it was, not specifically, but just, you know, in general, but I gave misleading fake hints. Yes. Say how common it was or what category would it be and would it be an art or a sport? So I just started crying. So the next day. Well, the next day was wild. I'm standing on the subway track and Joe and I, we text all the time. And I don't even know why, but I started to overthink. I was like, that was so amazing with Joe last night. I should text him and tell him how amazing that was. It would not be a big deal for me to text Joe, I wouldn't give it a second thought. And in my mind, I kept really overthinking, well, why would I text Joe right now? I'm standing at the subway. Am I even getting good cell phone service? So I was just really overthinking, well, this is a stupid thing to text. He was there. Why does he need to be reminded 30 times how amazing that was? And it just wouldn't stop. It was bugging me. So I went and I texted Joe. How amazing was that that you got? It was tennis last night. Within two seconds, I get a text back from Joe. Holy shit. Wait one second. Then he sends me a photo of a tennis racket in a store. So I was somewhere at the time with my uh, ex-boyfriend who I was, I was dating then. And he had brought me somewhere where I had never been before. And it was like in my neighborhood. I passed it all the time. I'm just not saying where it is because like, I don't want to give away anything. I was there and I passed it so many times. And I had never gone in because I had no reason to. And he wanted to go, and I was like, all right, whatever, like, we'll go. So he wanted to, like, buy something. And when I walked in, I saw this tennis-related thing. And in my mind, I literally said to Liz's dad, I was like, okay, 
I was like, if you were really there last night, I'll, I'll send a picture to Liz of this. I was like, but make sure to have her text me. I was like, I'm only going to send it to her if you text me. And then if, I, if she texts me while I'm in the store. So I was like, she has to text me while I'm in here and then I'll send a picture. No joke. Five minutes later, I get a text from Liz. I was like, <gasps> my boyfriend's like, what? What happened? I was like, you don't even understand. And I like ran across the, the store. I was like, Liz, you're going to shit yourself. I like texted her really quick. And then I said the picture of this and I was like, I told your father if he was really listening and if he was really there last night talking to me that he had to make you text me right now. I was like, why are you texting me? And she was like, that's so weird. I wasn't going to. We were freaking out. Of course, my boyfriend was like, you're an insane person. But it was so evidential because you were fighting with yourself. You, you, and we usually text like at night after we're done, like running around like crazy. Well, this was like at 1.30 in the afternoon. It's too much now to just say it's nothing. There's something happening, you know? So it was, that was, honestly, that was a big one that like helped me. Another story. So I actually want to ask you a slightly different topic, winning the lottery. And I know that's a big thing. People ask, why don't you win the lottery and just play the stock market all day? Well, to be honest, I think the stock market might, I think I could swing that one. I think if I knew enough about it, because like you have to have a frame of reference with psychic stuff. So it's like kind of hard sometimes when you know nothing, because you have to get it in a way that you'd understand. And like, that's why like medical stuff is kind of hard sometimes when I'm reading someone, because like, I'm not a doctor. But like, I used to work for an eye doctor, so I'm good with the eyes. I, I usually get specific things about people's eyes if there's an issue. But like, if it's a heart thing, I'm like, I don't know, cardiovascular. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to talk about it if you don't have the language. So stock market, I, I think I could probably know instinctually. I have a good feeling here or there. But like the lotto, I don't know. Like I've even, I've tried to cheat a little bit in Atlantic City and stuff and like in Vegas and be like, all right, I'm going to use my psychic ability. And it just doesn't work like that. It's trivial. It's, there's not a, I can't explain it. I mean, if I could, I would have already, but it, I, 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 listen, I've never really tried to get the lotto numbers. If you try, I'll give you some money to put in so we can split it. I'll give you the, t I'll pay for the tickets and you do your psychic. I'll just try to get it. But honestly, I, I sort of feel like it, it's just not the best use of it. Like for me, I've always noticed people's psychic abilities spike when they're in crisis or trauma or there's like a great need for a message. It always has to have meaning. But wouldn't it be the best use of it? What if you said you would give half of whatever you won to a good cause? Like, wouldn't that be the absolute best use of it? I guess, but who, maybe, I, I don't know. I guess if I swore to like my guides, <laughs> the Lord above that I was going to like give it away. I don't know. Maybe. Do you want to do that as an experiment? We'll give half. I'll give you the money. You do it. And then we split, we split half. I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's anything ethically wrong with it. I just wouldn't even know how to go about doing it. And also too, like, it's your own mind. Like you have to get out of your own way and you have to, I hate the sound of me, but you have to kind of like not care. The best readings I've done are people I know nothing about. I don't know their names. They really need it. They get it. And then we never see each other again. And it's like the best reading ever. People I know, people I care about, it's very hard to read because my own mind is intruding and I don't want to see something bad or like I can't read myself really because I immediately am like, oh my God, I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Like you like always go to like the wrong thing because your own mind and ego is in the way. So I feel like Lotto, if me and you split a hundred million dollars and donated and that was already donating half of it, like obviously I'm going to have some stock in that. Like, I'm going to really want that to happen. I don't get my own way. It's, it's, it's hard. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I would psych myself out and not be able to do it. But I guess maybe if I like meditated a lot and trained my mind and got myself ready for the task, maybe I Club Care is a charity organization founded by Emma Justice after the loss of her father, David Justice, to glioblastoma. 
Clubcare is dedicated to supporting children and families dealing with cancer. They strive to create joyful moments through meaningful projects impacting individual families, as well as larger oncology communities. Funding for all projects is raised through philanthropic donations. Go to makingheadway.org backslash clubcare programs for a complete list of programs and activities. I read that some mediums will get some lotto numbers, but they'll be one off. Some have gotten the accurate numbers, but they don't know which lotto, what date. First of all, how annoying would that be? Secondly, you know, you get all the numbers and they have no idea what it's for, which one. So what do you do? I know my, well, one of my best friends, her mom went to someone and she gave her five numbers and she played them the next day, my friend's mom, and they all came out with like the last one. Instead of like 25, it was 26. She was like, fuck, oh, like I could have, could have won. To me, it feels trivial. Like I can't explain it other than like it's, I know it's not having that money would like really help some people, but I, it's just not, it almost feels like it's not the agenda of like consciousness or the spirit world or like, it just doesn't feel like that's how they really operate. Like helping you like cheat <laughs> to, to win money. Like I think it's a little bit more profound. I almost feel like too psychically, we don't always have as much control as we like over what we, like even when someone's like, can you tune into my son during a reading? I don't know what I'm going to pick up on. Like even sometimes I feel like I want to know about my son's love life and I'm bringing up their job and I'm like, sorry, I'm not getting anything like that. Your parents can go to a psychic and ask like, I've definitely had people ask me about their like sons and daughters, like who they're dating or that comes up all the time. I, I give them what I get. Usually it's like not invasive. You know, if they're dating someone and they're good for them, it'll, you know, yeah, I see that's a soulmate. Or if they're like getting abused, maybe I'll see that. Like, I don't, you know, sometimes I'll be like, no, I'm not, not, they told me no, I'm not supposed to tell you anything. Like, I'm not getting anything. But it's funny because it's like almost like they'll block my own psychic ability. I think there's like some way that, I don't know, the universe, spirit world, whatever the hell you want to call it, has a way of not showing you things. I, it's, it's strange, but I think that's sort of how it works. But if you think about it, if you are connecting to this bigger like system or matrix or grid, you know, whatever you want to call it, like, and there they are too, other consciousnesses that are actually in it more than we are, it makes sense that they might be able to like, I don't know, block you. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like do, do something to like have you not see like who your daughter's having sex with or <laughs> whatever. I don't want my parents to think about me having well, sex not. at all. Even like when I think about like my dad having passed away now, I'm like, People are like, he's always around. I'm like, I hope not always. <laughs> I hope just that welcome. I know, I think that too. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like talking to all these dead people. It's like someone's like grandmother I'm going to read next week, like <laughs> watching me while I'm like out doing something I shouldn't be. Back to our first thing too, it's a non-physical plane of existence. So how do I even know like they see the same way? Like, I don't know how that works. It's so confusing. I mean, if you look at the, the accounts of people who have had NDEs, like near-death experiences and they've gone out of body, they see, they see better than we see here. So obviously there is some kind of visual component according to the way it's been reported. Yes, that, those are crazy stories if you read about near-death experiences, which have been studied by serious medical doctors such as Dr. Sam Pernia. But I also want to talk about when we first met because I want people to trust how I remember, I they asked me to do it for a family. We were in Florida. And they asked me and this other medium, Joe, another, another Joe, to, to do like a reading, reading together for this group of people, but it was for the volunteers for Forever Family. So it wasn't the people attending. So you were there as a volunteer, right? That, that time? It's 
So I was like I reading was. everyone and I was kind of nervous about reading everyone who's a volunteer. I don't know why. I was like a little nervous that it wasn't the... the... Oh, it was the first night. I don't think it was volunteers only. I think some guests, it was like a private dinner that guests bought. Because now that I'm thinking about it, your table was guests. Because there was another woman there that I'd seen at other events. And I ended up reading her. But the first thing that came through about her was, I don't want to really share it because I don't know if you want people to know. It's not like a crazy detail about you or anything, but uh, it's fine. It was something about where you went to school. The reason Joe is being so secretive is it took me like two years, even mediums I was friends with, it was like almost a one-sided friendship because I was so busy protecting. For like a brief was- moment, I considered if she was sent to like spy on us because like she was being so sketchy. Like I was like, what is happening? Wait, I didn't know that. I was like, because like, you were just being so secretive and I was like, what is she hiding? And when I finally like got to know you, I was like, oh, she's just like trying to protect her readings. Like I, because normally like I had never, you are the only person I know in the world who was that protective over getting a reading. Even people that I've gotten who are skeptical still aren't the way that you were, like, in the beginning. And I looked right at you, and I was like, they're showing me my symbol for a private school is when I see a kid in a Catholic school uniform, because that's what I think of. It just basically means not public school. It's like a school By the way, to clarify, this is the first night Joe No, I didn't even know you were involved with Forever Family. Like, I just, you were just a girl that I was reading at the table. And, like, I kept seeing it. And I was like, who over here is connected to this? And like, no one was answering me. And I remember like, I brought up something else and you like raised your hand and you were like, I think this might be me. I kept, I said something and then you're like, no, no, no. And then I went to the other woman, but it was just driving me crazy because the entire time, all I kept seeing was this, like, there's something about private school or like a Catholic school, like not public school. And I was just like going on and on and like Liz didn't say a word. And then I ended up like reading this other woman and like, Half of the reading, I think, was for her, and I think some of it might have been for you. The reason I didn't answer is I'm never going to answer on one piece of information. Uh, I'm going to stay quiet until they get quite a few pieces of information. Otherwise, I just gave away a free piece of information. But to be honest, sometimes that screws you out of getting a reading. With the way it works with mediums, like especially in a group, like if I have you one-on-one, that's fine. I know I'm tuning into you. But like if you're in a group of 50 people, and I like walk over to a table of, let's say, 10, and I'm like, okay, well, who over here, you know, is connected to uh, private school? If you don't want to say anything, uh, sometimes, like, it, it's pushing my, like, our energy away. If someone's like, hi, I have a grandmother over here who lost their grandmother, like, duh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure all 10 people. But usually, like, I won't just give one piece of information. And I think I even kept saying, like, New York. Like, I kept seeing, like, New York City. And the woman was like, no, I'm not from New York. And I felt bad because, like, her son, I think it was her son that I asked. And I was like, I just keep seeing like private school, New York City, like it's like, really nice. And she was just like, no, I have no idea. And like, like Liz is from New York. But it was just funny because I was like, what is up? Like, and I knew that I was supposed to like, I was trying to read you and I couldn't. And honestly, like in a group when someone's very shut down or like isn't going to not give you much, but not take the message, mediums will move on. But I think like your dad might have been <laughs> really trying to get me to talk to you because I don't know if you remember, like the whole time I kept bringing it up, like every three things that I tell her, it would like come back. There was also a table of mediums at that point. There was there family. Like a bunch of other mediums in the room too. Right, right, right. It was a forever family event. And there were... I think about 10 mediums at it. I had only had a reading at that point with one of them. And there was about like, I think five others in the room. I'd never had read them at that point too. Some of them, like they were like a reading on the books. I think it was like maybe Janet. There was like people in the room that you were going to be read by soon that you could, didn't want to taint like the experience. Yeah. That I, that I get. 
I will say one thing, and I'm not by any means saying give away any evidence. What's very interesting is as I've become friends with some mediums and they've known more about me and I've either had readings or another one who I'm good friends with, I did a workshop with and she ended up giving me a mini reading, although she knows so much about me. And I've had a professional reading with her before I told her anything. You and Joe, I mean, our experiments, what I've noticed is mediums start getting even more information that I had never. If somebody's extra, extra garden and skeptical, it's like my own stuff starts to come up and I'm like, oh my God, no, I have to really get this right. Like I, like you start mm-hmm. to put extra pressure on yourself. I know I do that. And I feel like when you're more comfortable with someone, the stuff you get is insane. Like I know the people that I've been the most comfortable with in reading, I brought up like crazy, crazy stuff. How do you know and how do I know that I haven't, you don't remember everything you've told your no. friends. How do I know that I haven't told you some of the stuff that might come up and uh, then you forget that you, you know, I don't think you'd be cheating, I mean, but sometimes you store things in an unconscious Possible, place. It definitely is possible. But like, if I'm bringing up that your grandmother had like a sister named Dot in 1972 and she died and like, chances are you probably haven't told me that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like if- And I know I had not told you the tennis thing at all. And actually I've had a few other things. There was a medium I'm friends with too, who gave me a small reading and she brought up stuff that I said no to that I thought was wrong. And then I checked with my mom and it was actually all Which is amazing evidence because if you're thinking it's wrong and then it's right, it's like, well, she didn't read mind because your mind wasn't saying that. It's, it's very evidential. Joe and I did this experiments and they just involved like, I don't know, just really interesting things like rolling dice trying to get certain numbers more than others i mean stuff that just sounds like such raging bullshit but keeps having really yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird stuff really really weird stuff happen with it and trying to go out of body which is a whole other thing and again something i really want to do now just so i can go do normal shit out of body like i don't want to have spiritual experiences i just want to go out of body and like go to a coffee shop see a few other people go to a <laughs> bar just like do shit that i used to do do you have any idea how long this shit What I got last? when this first started to happen in the beginning of March is that I did hear from my, my guides when I like kind of thought about it, meditated on it, like just get to May and then May things will, at some point in May, things will start to turn around. So I think maybe next month, um, slowly things will start to open up again. But I did get July as like a very positive month. However, I feel two things. I do not think we're going to just see the end of it by July. I think we're dealing with this all year in one way, shape or form. And I think that even next year, if we're not dealing with the virus itself, we're going to be dealing with everything that happened from it. To me, this feels like this is a very few very critical and important years that are started by this um, event. So I I know people are anxious to return back to normal, but to be honest, I don't think that our normal is still going to exist. Like, I think we're going to have a little bit of a different world. Not like in like a dystopian, scary kind of way. I just mean like, we're not going to go back to exactly the way we were. I think things are going to be a little bit different. I think something's going to improve. I think some might not, but I would by no means am I, would I even predict like that this is going to end soon. Like I really think 2020 is pretty much shot. We're, we're going to have limits all year at the very least. But I, I have a funny feeling by like the beginning of next year, I think it'll be a lot easier. Maybe there'll be a vaccination. Or I sort of feel like there's gonna, we're going to have a better handle on it by next year, like the beginning of next year, end of this year. 
prepare yourself to to live like this for a while. That's I mean that's what some, the scientists have been saying. I'm not saying anything different than people with physical data have, but that's the information I got from my people. But the annoying thing, I just want to add this really quick before we end, is that they're not like I'm not getting the info like months and months in advance. They've been giving it to me like two or three weeks before things happen. Like it's very close to. I don't know if need to know basis is like the, the right word, but I'm not getting it very far in advance. I think because I believe in free will and it's a whole discussion, but there's a lot at play. So I think we can't decide just yet how this is going to play out fully. But I will say just prepare for the rest of the year. That's how I feel. But July, we might get a little break. We'll be able to see our grandparents and parents. I think parents. we'll be allowed. Like we're not going to be ordered to stay at home, but maybe if they're sick, you might want to just keep your distance anyway, just in case, because I think it's going to come back in the fall. That's just logical, me. I'll let you know if that changes from like the other part of my brain. Just be smart. That's all I'm saying. And now we're going to pause for a second for the question of the week. Anne asks, how does it make any sense that consciousness could be created without a brain? You know what, Anne? It doesn't make any sense. I can't really wrap my mind around it either. But also... There's this kind of false belief that consciousness created by a brain makes complete sense, while consciousness downloaded by a brain makes no sense. And I don't really agree with that. The more I think about it, how could this brain that's created just by material cells, mass, matter, neurons, how could this material brain just poof? create consciousness and complicated consciousness, identity, deep emotions, thoughts, you know, not just amoebas that are trying to survive. And I mean, our brains are material mass and matter. How do they create consciousness? That makes no more sense logically than the concept that these brains can be downloading our consciousness. Consciousness just doesn't really make sense. And to think that theory that it's created by a brain is so much more logical than downloaded by your brain, I have come to think that isn't really true, that that's the most logical explanation. If you have a question you want me to answer, send it to hello at wtfjusthappened.net and put question of the week in the subject. I know I usually say first names, but if you want to be completely anonymous, let me know. And feel free to reach out anyway, even if you don't have a question. I can't wait to hear your questions and hear from you. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to share that my book, What the Fuck Just Happened? A Sciency Skeptic Explores Grief, Healing, and Evidence of an Afterlife is available now for sale. If you go to wtfjusthappened.net, you can see the link to buy it. I'll also have the link in the podcast show notes. I know many of you want to know how exactly did I come to change my mind about the afterlife? Well, this book is all about the first stages of my exploration into this afterlife evidence to where I'm at today. It starts with the awful part of when I lost my dad. How as a science-minded atheist, I first began to explore if there was any possibility of an afterlife and what and who I found most compelling. I also share some stuff that was not so compelling, such as a very clearly fake psychic medium reading 
and a pretty ridiculous seance. But that's balanced by some amazing peer-reviewed studies on mediums, medium readings, parapsychologists, and just a whole bunch of what the fucks, including some really inexplicable personal things that happened to me. And some really incredible signs I got from my dad. Despite the topic, it's actually funny, mainly because I'm just like such an awkward person. And you also get to learn about all the amazing people and incredible characters I met along the way, as well as more about the research that helped change my mind. And some of the people you learn about have become some of my really good friends and mentors today. So go to WTFJustHappened.net and order it. If you've already read it, please rate and review on Amazon. I cannot tell you how helpful that is. And share with any friends who might be interested. Thank you all. I'm so excited to finally share the full details of this crazy exploration with all of you. Approximately 185,000 murder cases went unsolved from 1980 to 2019. On average, 66% of homicides are solved each year. So what about the other 34%? Alarmingly, the number of murder cases that went unsolved by police hit a new high in 2020, resulting in only 50% of cases being solved, leaving far too many families with no answers, no resolution, no closure. That's why we investigate and report on unsolved cases, to spread the word in hopes of helping families who are searching for answers. We don't sleep, we're just actively looking for her. These girls were alive, they were living, breathing people, they weren't a picture in the media. There was a, a body found in a truck recently. None of us know anything about that body, who, who was it, what happened. What could have happened? Who could have been involved? There's no answer. And, and it's just horrible. A true crime series investigating mysterious unsolved cases. Real people, real stories, real crimes. Tune into Speaking of Crime with your hosts, Gia and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. We are at Speaking of Crime on Instagram and Facebook, and at Crime Speaking on Twitter. So this is the end of my conversation with Joe Peretta. You can learn more about Joe on his website. It's joeperetta.com, which is J-O-E-P-E-R-R-E-T-A. Or follow him on Instagram at Joe Peretta, also with two R's. I will put this information. To get more information on what the fuck just happened, go to wtfjusthappened.net. There you can order my book, What the Fuck Just Happened? A Sciency Skeptic Explores Grief, Healing, and Evidence of an Afterlife. And you can learn all about how I came to conclude that there most likely is an afterlife. You can also learn about the early stages of my grief, 
and the amazing, fascinating people I met along the way. You can also read about how much I harassed them trying to get evidence, see if they were cheating, and see if they were sane. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It makes such a difference, especially for a new podcast like this one. And if any of you have had a crazy what the fuck yourself, have any questions, feedback, or just want to say hi, reach out on either Instagram at WTF underscore just underscore happened underscore or email me at hello at WTF just happened.net. And remember, you don't have to draw any final conclusions as you wonder what the fuck just happened.